Welcome to episode six of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. How was your weekend? My weekend has been very good, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How's your weekend? It's been amazing. Well, I get to spend my weekends with you, so of course that's a good weekend. Well, I feel the same way about you. And I had lovely, yummy, fluffy pancakes this morning. Fluffy Sunday morning pancakes. It's very funny. Melissa's been trying to discover the secret to fluffy pancakes because I made the mistake, God forbid, to mention months ago. But I really liked IHOP pancakes, and they were fluffy, and that's why oh, I like them. Oh, it's not. And she lost her shit and I... has been trying to replicate IHOP pancakes ever since. What is your definition of losing one's shit? You got mad at me. You oh, said I you were never going to make pancakes for me ever you again. Know, when a woman gets up, or a man, Sunday mornings for, for years, not that you're a part of all that history, and you make pancakes, and then your new husband says to you, well, I hope pancakes are the best pancakes. It sucks. So yeah, I lost my shit. <laughs> so you admit that you lost your shit. Actually, no. Okay. I take that back. All I right, fine. Whatever. Lose my shit. We got a bunch of uh, emails from folks. You like to read really? the emails off the top, so we'll do that. Huh. Got a very strange email from a very strange young lady named uh, Sarah Tompkins. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Sarah, Sarah is a uh, a friend of Melissa's here on the coast. I just got the first chance to meet her uh, a couple weekends ago. And Sarah is a lovely young lady. She writes, uh, first of all, it was really good meeting Sean Super Value a few weeks ago. Even though he was really rude, but not giving me the ice cream that was in the cart. <laughs> I want Sean to know that if he ever breaks Melissa's heart, I'll find you and run you over with my wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> she would too. She said, the reason I'm writing you today is I'm wondering if you two could give me some advice. I'm currently waiting for a date on a scheduled sleep study, and my band that I'm an agent of wants to visit me. Mm. I don't understand that. What does that mean? She's an a- she's an agent for a band. They're a good band too, and she's their agent, like a music band. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I already told them on Facebook group chat with them that I'll, I'll be okay if they can't visit me, and said that we can use the group chat until my eyes want to close. But I'm worried if my anxiety goes crazy and one of them has has to come hang out with me. I feel bad for having one come out hang out with me just because of my stupid anxiety. What should I do? Oh, Sarah, well. Well, I think you first. I, you, you, I you think know her any you. dear good friend would not mind hanging out with you because because and not and not worry about you having anxiety. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And and the, one of the things is is this is a personal thing. So take this the way from my point of view, Sarah, I'm always a fan of information, of giving people information they need to know in order to deal with the world around them. So if you tell these people that there's a chance that you, that this might happen and this is how I'll react and this is what you can do to help me get through this, then everything will be fine. I agree. Um, but if you don't tell them in the hopes that maybe you can hide it from them, I don't want them to know about this, and something does happen to set your anxiety off, they're not going to know what the hell's going mm-hmm. on. They're going to be sitting there with everyday normal Sarah, and suddenly Sarah's going to be kind of freaky on them. Yeah. And that's going to be confusing to them. I think it would make her more anxious if she didn't, you know, if she wasn't upfront about that. Yeah. I think being upfront about things, but again, that's just my nature. I, th- I think being upfront is a, is a better way of dealing with it than It is than his nature, Sarah. Uh, she's a P.S. Melissa, don't be pleased to be mad at me for scaring Sean, for telling him I would run him over if he breaks your heart, because I say that out of love. I am not mad she's at you. A I sweeter. could never be mad at Sarah. Uh, Bob Studer, traffic fines tied to income don't necessarily have more impact on rich people. Remember that Steve Jobs only made an annual salary of $1. 
I know he received alternative compensation in the form of stock options, but how do you value unexercised options? Makes things a little more difficult. That makes sense. Good point. You probably have to consider assets in addition to income. To me, make the worst penalty loss of driving privileges, either temporary or permanent. If the crime is driving without a license, then jail time. That's a good point, Robert. I, I agree with you on that one, Bob. Uh, he said you can call Melissa Aussie. Aussie. Oh. I'm not calling you Aussie. You're going to call me Aussie. That's too obvious. So, uh, Bob? It was Bob? Bob, yes. I agree with Bob. I said to you that they could just take away those rich people's lives, take away the car, everything. But then you said, oh, well, they'll have another car at home in their garage. People at this level of wealth don't have just one car. I know. And if you take away that one, that's what someone suggested. There was another story of uh, uh, two people in North Vancouver, one driving a $300,000 McLaren. Uh, that's not his only car. That's not his dad's only car. You know, if if they take the car away and they did, dad will just give another car. Well, then his license. License is different. And, and then if you get caught driving with your license, as Bob says, you know if you don't have your license. Yes. I think one of the problems we have is the penalties don't dissuade people. So if they take away your license and say you can't drive and you get caught driving, then... Is jail time a possibility? Yeah, you I think it should jail. be. Yeah, yeah. And then all you have to do community service or something. Fuck community service. I've done community service. It's easy. That, that, oh, that, there's, is there's, there's no punishment involved. Community service is just, oh, in your mind, is the criminal annoying and a waste of time. That's not a punishment. Oh, what I mean, about a rich boy down in a soup kitchen helping out people that live on the streets? Yeah, that's, that's not punishment. That's, it's that's, not? You don't think? No, I don't think they'd view it as punishment. They'd see it as just a waste of an hour or two hours a day. Oh. Oh. Now, rich guy making go live down there for well, a week. I was going to say. That's a whole different stay. story. Exactly. Stay in the hostel downtown uh-huh. Eastside and you got to get up and go out and check on these people. Exactly. <laughs> that's so right. that would be This idea of community service where you sort of fly in and work for two hours at a soup kitchen, and then you fly back out again. No, 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 no. Oh. Go and live there. If you've got 40 hours of community service, and you go and live okay. there for a week. I can see that being That's it. a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the email, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Our friend Lauren Finkelstein says, I'm late on this, listening to episode two. You talked about taking the bus route. I did the same thing when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> He said, my dad, was driving us to, my dad was driving us to my school for some weekend event. I was excited that I knew the way, so I wanted to direct him. And I did for about four extra miles of neighborhood streets <laughs> as we passed the house of every kid in the school bus route. <laughs> that is so cute. Dad, go left this here. This is the way, Dad. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Scott Thrift in Sydney, Australia. Hey, Sean, Melissa. Nickname for Melissa is easy. In Australia, redheads are called? Ginger. Blue. Oh, blue. Yes, I have been referred to as blue in my life. What the hell's wrong with you people? What do you mean what's Why wrong with you us people? Why would you call redhead blue? The coolest people ever. Why would but you call haven't red- you ever heard blue? For a redhead? Being, yeah. No. Oh, well, Scott, see. Why would you call them Australia blue? Australia is a superior. Uh, well, I, actually, we'd have to research that. I have been called blue. I understand Not by that. girls, by men. But that men makes no sense. Blue. It doesn't, Sean. It really doesn't. Sean's everybody. Sean's a very concrete thinker. So if you're calling a redhead blue, it baffles him. There better completely. be a fucking reason for it. There's got to be a reason. The only person I've ever called blue is when you're playing sports, usually baseball. Yeah. That's the umpire. You call, hey, blue. Because that's, no. that's, the, that's the, the color of the umpire. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, yeah, I have been referred to, but I forgot about that. You're that's right. That's odd. So, anyway. 
So okay, so is there a term of endearment? Is it oh, rude? Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, it's oh, okay. not rude. Okay. I don't think Scott would suggest something rude. It's just... Um, I think I'll call you squirt. <laughs> okay, I get that. Lauren Finkelstein, on episode three, you're talking about the girl who had befriended someone socially awkward. And the other girl's parents wanted to pay for her school to keep her friends with their daughter. Yeah. The issue here is the secrecy. Don't worry about doing it and the friend finding out and being devastated. Tell her up front. I was going to drop out of school because I can't afford it, but your parents offered to help me because they like us together and didn't want our friendship to suffer, something like that. It can be presented in a good manner. It's the secret that makes it seem like they're paying for the friendship. Yes. I agree with them, except the original poster said the parents wanted to keep it secret. The, yes, well, you'd have to sort that out with the parents, yeah, yeah, you so. know? But, I mean, I, I completely agree with them. That's, that's the, the best way to do it is, hey, your parents are helping me out, not buying a friend for you. Your parents are being kind enough to help me out. Right. And frame it in that way. I don't think it would be much, much of a problem. Here I found that the nickname Bluey originated in the 1890s. Wow. This is why Australians call redheads blue. And was used as a nickname throughout World War I to refer to redhead soldiers of the Australian Imperial Force, especially from New South Wales. During the Second World War, nearly every redhead was nicknamed Bluey, and it spread to civilian life. Hmm. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. This is something you and I talked about for quite a while this morning. It's been going um, all over Twitter and, and just the, 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 the interwebs in general. This whole Philadelphia Starbucks arrest. Yes. I don't know if you folks have uh, heard about it or seen it, but the basic gist of the story is, <clears throat> according to the video and, and eyewitness reports, there was two guys sitting in a Starbucks, hadn't bought anything. Um, the police came and removed the two men from the location, Starbucks location, in handcuffs. That's the short version of it. There's so much going on. In this story, it turns out the two men were black men dressed quite casually. They were in sweats and hoodies and that kind of thing, whatever. The story was the two guys had come into this Philadelphia Starbucks and sat down. They uh, apparently they had, they had asked to use the bathroom and were told, no, it's only for paying customers. Then they went and sat down. The backstory is they're waiting for a friend of theirs, a white friend of theirs. More backstories, these guys are all commercial real estate brokers, all three of the guys. Somebody, we're assuming the manager of the Starbucks, <clears throat> for whatever reason, didn't want these two black guys in his Starbucks, so he called the police. He didn't ask or approach the two black guys to say, please, buy something or leave, or just, within his rights, say, leave. He called the police. The police then ar arrived in force... Because the police would have been told there was two large black men sitting in the Starbucks. And between eight to ten police officers show up. The two men were, according to reports, um, polite, respectful, quiet. Simply asked, why are we, are we being asked to leave? And the police told them that the manager said that they were trespassing. The police then put these two guys in handcuffs, arrested them, escorted them out of the store. Uh, with their white friend looking on, while, while by the way, someone's videotaping this, uh, most of this interaction. Please take them to the police station. They obviously um, ar arrest them, do whatever they do, and they were then freed without charge at 2 a.m. Mm. Thoughts? 
Oh, there's so many levels to it. Actually, you know, I haven't asked the question yet. Did they use the washroom? No, you know, because the manager or the per- someone said no. It's okay, only for paying customers. Yeah. Okay. So that mu- that's a key point because obviously these guys and who hasn't used a Starbucks for a washroom and not bought anything? Like I, I I've done that many many times. You've never ever used one without what buying anything. I feel guilty. If I oh do gosh, that. I have. I don't feel guilty at all. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I scope out the nice clean washrooms in in a, in a city somewhere. But then why didn't the manager just go up to them and ask them? This story is offensive on so, so many, many levels. levels. Not just for, if you watch the video, you can see, and maybe, if you read the comments on Twitter, it's a really interesting thing that's going on, and it might just be local to this story or these people. All of these white folks are going, wow, is this what happens? Yeah. Because of their quote-unquote white privilege, this never happens to them. Mm-hmm. They're never asked to leave a Starbucks because they're just sitting there. Never. Haven't bought anything. As the story says, apparently a white customer had asked to use the bathroom and were given the code without, without a problem. Yes. It's racism. It's absolute racism. It's, it's, this, it's this quiet racism that I found so prevalent in America. You almost would rather have the KKK kind of racism. Because that's obvious. So obvious, no. At yeah. least then I can deal with it face to face. Yeah, no, this is seeped through their whole yeah, yeah fabric of their whole society. cultural systemic mm-hmm, racism. Mm-hmm. And these folks on Twitter and again in the video are looking at this, going, "Wow, this is what black mm-hmm, people are talking about. Mm-hmm. This is what Colin Kaepernick is protesting. Mm-hmm. Not the flag, not the military, anything else that people are trying to distract from. It's these kinds of actions by society as a whole, and certainly the police." Now, you and I had a really good discussion this morning, and you pointed out something, because I'm trying to see the point of view of the police. I know a lot of cops, uh, uh, cops I talked to in Nashville and Danbury and Portland in BC, because I'm a motorcycle guy, you meet a lot of cops on, on motorcycles. <clears throat> in general, cops want to be nice guys, certainly when they start, but after a period of time, every cop gets jaded gets damaged from the job itself because you spend your entire working day dealing with shitty people for the most part. Most Mm -hmm. cops deal with bad people every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And that got to over time, five, six, seven, 10 years damage you Mm -hmm. in ways. It certainly makes you very wary of situations. So from the cops' point of view, all the cops have been told is there are two people in our store. We don't want them here. Yes. And the cop's job is not to adjudicate who's right or who's wrong. It's trespassing. It's against the law. So the cops go in and tell these guys they've got to leave. Now, you made a great point. Mm-hmm. You said, well, then why'd they arrest them? Mm-hmm. That, to me, I didn't, I didn't tweak on that until you said it. I went... Oh, wait a second. That's right. All the police had to do was say, hey, guys, someone here doesn't want you here. Oh, we're sorry, but, but, but you got to leave. Yes. There was no need for 10 cops to show up. There was no need for them to be arrested, put in handcuffs, perped walked out the door, mm-hmm. put in the back of police cars, driven off to a police station somewhere. Processed. Processed. And then at two in the morning, they let them go. Yeah. That is where the police were dead wrong on this Very, very, very dead wrong. Now, how do you want the police to handle this? Well, first of all, I'm curious about what dispatch 
reported yeah. because I'm starting to think, what was this? Ma-? First of all, the manager of this store is a racist. They don't want to obviously approach these men and try and uh, figure it out on their own. Like, would you like anything? And you're waiting for someone. Not that, I mean, who does that in Starbucks? But anyways, um, I think the police should have arrived and been diplomatic and tried to scaffold that communication between the manager and these whoa, gentlemen. Whoa, back up. What do you mean scaffold a communication? Well, help communication. Like, like say, go to the manager and say, we're here. We understand that you're, you're wanting to uh, issue a complaint about these two yep. gentlemen trespassing yep. in this Starbucks. Can you explain to us why? And then maybe bringing the manager over with them and trying to figure out what's going on there. Yep. You don't have to move furniture and get ready for violence and bring out your handcuffs. You need to facilitate communication. That's what they didn't do. They made a horrible assumption. And then the white friend arrived and was saying, well, what are you doing? And yep. even then they continued on. So there was a huge breakdown in communication. There must have been. I mean, did the manager say that they, he or she felt they had a concealed weapon or something? That's the only thing I can think of to explain their response to this. The police responded the way police kind of have to respond from the point of view of, again, having spoken to many cops, one of the things that they are, they are trained to do is to take control of the situation. Again, not, their job isn't to be judges and figure out who's right and wrong and that kind of stuff. These people were doing something that the owner of the space, or at least the manager of the space, didn't want them to do. So they asked, so the police's job isn't to make the manager of the store understand why these two people are, are sitting there. The police's job is to make the situation right according to the law. They didn't do it very well. You pointed out that they did a very bad job of this, that they did not have to handcuff these two guys. Oh, my goodness, no. It should have been a simple matter of two cops walking in, one cop walking over to the, to the, the customers, one cop going over to the manager and having them talk to each other, and then having the manager cop come over to the the black guy cop and say you know what he just wants you to leave guys we're sorry yeah. you know just you know would you mind well, leaving that's controversial enough in and of itself true true but it certainly would have been less offensive mm-hmm. the other part of it is the reaction of these two guys is at the same time wonderful and sad yes Resigned. This, resigned, exactly. Yep. This is their life. Yep. They know this happens to them on a regular basis yep. in any number of situations. Mm-hmm. And their best way of dealing with it isn't the way a lot of folks would, which is, what the hell's going on, cop? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to be here. Getting aggressive because mm-hmm. they know cops shoot aggressive black men. That's right. So they have no power at all. None. In it. They're completely disempowered to stand up for their rights. Uh, one of the customers said, the two men stayed calm and did not raise their voices once. They very calmly, politely yes. said, officer, why are we being asked, asked yes. to leave? And yes. on the video, as they're leaving, they're not saying a word. They're not saying anything. But Other customers are, are upset and are saying things and yes. raise voices. Yes. But the look on these two guys' faces was like, yeah. It was is, downcast. This is, yeah, this is our yeah. fucking life. So sad. And this is what we got to deal with. Yeah. I don't know what the solution is. I don't. It's 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 a it's a 
well, reflection the- of American America's lack of being able to get past the cultural racism. Yes, it is. They it's just, their very fabric. It's yeah. in the fabric of who they are. Yeah. And they, they, they can't seem to find a way out of it. It's so sad. It is so sad. It is so sad. So, matter, so no matter what happens, no matter if Starbucks elicits some kind of apology, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. Starbucks has since released a statement apologizing to the two men, adding that they are disappointed. This led to an arrest and pledging to review their policies to ensure these types of situations never happen in any of their stores. Whatever. Because if- Should the manager of the Starbucks be fired? I think the man- if you fire the manager of the Starbucks, it doesn't become a constructive scenario then. No. If you educate that manager, if you try and help that manager through whatever the heck was going on through their mind, maybe they'll think again if that scenario ever comes up again. And maybe they'll look, a- look put their racism aside and yeah. figure it out on their own. The knee-jerk reaction is, I've seen this on Twitter, it's a very typical knee-jerk reaction, is boycott Starbucks, um, fire the manager, all that kind of stuff. But firing the manager doesn't solve no. the problem. No, no. Then it that might manager make you just feel good. Mm-hmm. What, and I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but for me, I would at least talk to the manager and say, Okay, you know what? We're going to transfer you to a different store. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to um, provide you with whatever training corporations do for, um, not racism, but for, what, what do they call it? Um, uh, uh, what's the word for the kind of training that they make white folks go through? Oh, my um, God. For for racism, uh, there's there's a, there's a word but I can't remember what it is. But anyway, go through a, 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 a seminars, something like that, to yes. discuss and figure out why you felt this way, why yes. you felt the need to do it in this particular manner. Yes. Um, from a Starbucks point of view, maybe Starbucks has to say something. And see, part of the problem is that you don't want to be conciliatory to a guy who might, in fact, be an overt racist. That's right. You know, well, you, you, to you, me, you, you he or she is. Possibly, I don't know. They're certainly a racist, whether they are overt or whether they are just uncomfortable. They have that. They have that hidden racism that a lot of Americans have. Oh, I, I don't mind black people, but they scare me. Well, it's fear. You know, that, well, it was obvious yeah, fear. Yeah. That's what was the basis so of it. The 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 training of this employee is why were you afraid of these two guys that's right you know were you mugged in the past were you beaten up by black people in the past do you have mm-hmm. latent issues about black people let's mm-hmm. talk about this stuff mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. deal with this and make you a better person that's the that's the that's, that's the, bleed- the hope that's the bleeding heart uh, liberal view of this yes is let's make you a better person we don't want to fire you don't want, we don't want you to lose your job but you learn from it unless you are a fucking racist you know, at the end of the week-long training class, you come out and you're still a racist, then yeah, then we're going to fire your ass. And as small a gesture as it might be, and I don't think Starbucks should do this publicly at all because it would make them look stupid, but those two guys, those three guys, 
they get free coffee the rest of their, rest fucking of lives. their lives. But doesn't, I mean, that's all lovely, but it doesn't matter. These young black gentlemen are going to be anywhere and everywhere they go, they have to yep. carry this with them. Like, I think every other black person in America has to carry this kind of shit with them yep. every day. It's the and way this, you have to live your life. It's awful. And the way, and this morning when I said to you, okay, so, you know, what would happen if little old me went into some Starbucks in a black neighborhood? Yep. And this wasn't even in a white neighborhood. This is in a, a city, right? Like, where there's all kinds of people in it. Yeah. Philadelphia. And, I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't feel uncomfortable and be a little bit like, well, okay, because, I mean, it's like a culture shock. No. I've had that happen to me before. But the police aren't going to come and drag me out of there. The, the issue with that, though, is that you bring your own cultural feelings to that. So you saying you're walking into a, a black neighborhood, into a, into a black Starbucks, and you can do it in Nashville, you can do it in, in uh, Portland, you can do it in New York. There's all kinds of Starbucks that are in black neighborhoods, staffed by black people, and all the patrons are black. That's fine. Same with white. You feel you wouldn't be uncomfortable with that at all. But that's because you aren't a racist. <sighs> that you don't have those racial issues that so many people do have. If you are, if you do... If you are afraid of that, yes. you have to look at yourself deeply to think, why would I be afraid to go into a black neighborhood first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then go into a black Starbucks or any mm-hmm. black business? Mm-hmm. You're going to get some of the best food of your life when you go into one of the black neighborhoods, especially in America, especially down south, and order yourself some fried chicken. Yeah. Holy shit. You'll have the best fried chicken ever. Mm. And I guarantee to you, no one's going to say a word to you except, would you like fries with that? Mm, yeah. If you think anything else is going to happen, you really need to look at your own views on culture in general and certainly white and black culture specifically because nothing's going to happen to you. Yes. I have done it a hundred different times and I look white even though I'm half black and I feel black, but I look white and I've walked into all kinds of stores in black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods and Chinese neighborhoods and I also get because I don't bring those fears of these others, mm-hmm. I have no problem doing it. No. Yes. I guess well, what which I'm Which is it? No or yes? No. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is, is that I wouldn't have fear, but I would, you would still be very aware. Like I'm trying to put myself into the place of, of people of color going, especially African-Americans going into places where they, they must feel this they must feel scrutinized and watched and uncomfortable. I mean, they must. Yeah. So that's what I'm just trying to imagine. Imagine walking into a store, a department store, and you're looking for a new pair of jeans. And you're just shopping. You're just doing the shopping. You're walking around the store. And you look around and you notice that there's a big, burly white guy is following you everywhere in the store. And store security following you because you're, you're black. black. Yeah. So happens this, all the time. Yeah, day by day by day, time after time after time. So sad. Oh, that's that's I think that might be the heaviest topic we've ever you ever oh, done on, on this show. But don't listen to us. Oh no, yeah, we're full of shit. Don't listen to us. <laughs> I'm Sean King. <laughs> I'm Melissa King. Send us emails. If you have any thoughts about this, send us emails to yes. DLTU at YML dot me. Uh, and if you get a chance, uh, drop us a review on the iTunes store. Melissa has we ha- we don't have any reviews. I'm sorry, Twitter. Oh, okay. As, as much as I've tried to get people, I want people huh. to review you. Don't review oh, me. What why? Re- 
Because I've been reviewed a thousand times. Oh, People generally you? don't like me. so I'm, And I'm okay with that. You don't want to be reviewed again? Well, they can if they you want to. You could be to. reviewed as with me. You know what I mean? As your sidekick? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not my sidekick. Uh, so, yeah, DLTU at YML.me. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of a, an advice columnist called The Salty Waitress? Oh, no. It's very funny. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about uh, waitressing issues. Oh, well, I've been there, done that. Dear Salty, my wife and I love a certain bar in our neighborhood. It's really more of a tavern, I guess, because it has deep fried bar food and surprisingly decent pizza. Uh, (laughs) TVs, happy hour specials, all that. My question, is it weird to bring our kid, he's eight, to the bar? It would be a lot easier than finding a babysitter, but would his presence bother other people? I think he'd be well behaved, and we definitely wouldn't go late at night, but I don't want to annoy any people at a place we really like going. What's your advice? Well, I was brought up in Australia, so you could always bring your kids to the beer garden in the pubs and have dinner and drink, and I was brought up like that. My so. first question is, why the fuck are you asking the salty waitress? Ask the bar. <sighs> well, the salty waitress has the advice column. Yes, but the bar manager <clears throat> knows the rules. Next yeah. time you're in there, walk up to the, the bar manager and go, hey, would you guys mind? I'm ha- may ha- on the assumption that other people bring their kids if they're even thinking that they would bring their eight-year-old. The salty waitress makes that point. Have you seen Have other seen children other in this kids. place? Yeah. Because some people, some states and provinces here in Canada don't allow kids to be in bars. No, you they see, don't. no minors allowed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the rule here is if it's a restaurant, kids are allowed. Mm-hmm. If it's a bar or pub, kids aren't allowed. Yes. And some of them are restaurant pubs combinations, and kids are allowed to wander through the pub. And I fucking hate children in pubs. In pubs. Can't stand seeing a child in a pub. To well, me, it ruins the whole vibe of the pub. Well, in Australia, there's separate. There's the bar. There's the 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 place where the guys hang out. No. That you, even as a woman, yeah, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> <clears throat> um, there's different parts of a pub. Yes. So if you want the adult pub experience, then that's where you go. But then there's the beer gardens mm. where where. It's, there might even be music there, and there's kids and families, and it's wonderful atmosphere. But you don't, you're not bound to go to the beer garden if you don't want to, if you don't like the kids running around. If, in my mind, if the focus is on alcohol, kids shouldn't be allowed. Why? Because it's the focus is on something they're not not allowed to do. Are you kidding? Like I a love- restaurant, the focus is on food. I'm having a beer, but I'm also going to have food, so kids are allowed. Beer oh. garden, beer. Garden? No, no you eat. You have all your food. Sure. That's where the food but is. But if it's called a beer garden, the focus is on alcohol, kids aren't allowed. I don't, why? Do you think because it creates alcoholics? No, not at all. Well, why? Just because I can't be my own drunken self with kids around. Are you any different from your drunken, happy, so and your undrunken, happy, sober self? No. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> I used. To I don't know love, what it is. I know. I well, I just don't think you like children. Really, I love children. You know, is. I love children. You Come said on now. a couple comments this week. I'm thinking. I don't think you like kids, dude. <laughs> it's not true. You know, I love children. I know you love children. Children love you. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. But yeah, in in my mind, if if it's, I guess the other thing is too, if it's a pub. Because uh, I love pubs, uh, I love uh, going to pubs and and and, and the the ambiance of pubs, and chatting to people. And in college, that's where you picked up girls, and you don't want kids in that situation. Oh, and why don't you want kids in a situation where you're going to pick up a woman? What is that? Is Are it you kidding does me? It, does it sort of um, diminish you as a man because you're so <laughs> coochie coochie with kids? Because you are. 
Well, the kids love you, right? They're very attracted to you. No, no. So you're, you're logic- worried about getting surrounded by children and that the women are going to go, oh, isn't he lovely? But he's surrounded by the kids right now. Your, so your logic is faulty yes. because if I'm so good with kids, as we all know I am, yes. I should want kids at bars and picking up girls because girls would see I'm a good family man. I'm a nice guy because kids like me. Oh, and I would have chicks that she's flocking looking for to a me. family man. Okay. You should, no, get, even you sub- should have bought a puppy or something if you're going along <laughs> that logic. I'll buy a puppy and it'll attract chicks. Oh, dear. This is something, I don't know why this bothers me so much and it probably shouldn't. Uh, National Pet Day was last week. Oh. Donald Trump is the first president in 130 years to not have a pet. He doesn't have a dog. A cat. Most presidents have dogs, don't they? Dogs or cats. Oh, I, which presidents had cats? Uh, uh, was it the, the, uh, the Clintons? Oh, did they have cats? Cat. Yeah. Okay, nice. I don't know why that bothers me so oh, much. Oh, because it just should bother you. Because it says something about who he is. See... If I, narcissists don't have pets, if Donald Trump, honest to God, didn't like pets, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But then say something, stand up and say something. Yeah. Every time they're asked about it, when early on they're not asked about it now because there's so much other fucking shit going on. <laughs> but in, in, in at the beginning, they said, well, "So what? What pet is Mr. President going to have?" Oh, and they sort of danced around it. Hmm. So someone would have asked the president, uh, "Mr. Trump, are you going to get a?" A dog, because the the PR people want you to have a pet because it makes it humanizes you. Mm-hmm. And Trump would have said no. Okay, that's fine. And they would have said why not? And maybe he was I I don't like dogs. Okay, no problem. Okay, then say that. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Or even come up with a good lie. Yeah, but he's not said anything. Like, not he said says anything. There's no explanation about None. why there's no president. So what you pet. could do is what you could do is say you know the the, the president loves loves animals of all kinds. He he's not going to have a dog or a cat in the in the Oval Office because he, he's allergic to dogs and cats. That's a good excuse. Not a problem. It would have been and then the and then it would have been a ditch that would have gone away. Yeah. But they've never said anything even remotely like that. Huh. So you can imagine what his answer must have been. Just creeps me out. The guy doesn't. No, I hate animals. Yeah. I don't want a pet. Get a potbelly pig or something. (laughs) (laughs) I love this story. Uh, Hey, guys, I know this is a a, a Twitter story from a guy named Thomas McFall. In one of my management classes, I sit in the same seat in the front every day. Every single day I sit there. Now, I also sit next to some foreign guy that barely speaks English. The most advanced thing I've heard this guy say in English is, wow, my muffin is really good. (laughs) This guy has a habit of stacking every item he owns in the exact space I sit. His bag, his food, his books, his phone are always right on my desk space. Every single time I walk into this class, the guy says, ah, Tom, you're here. Okay. And starts frantically cleaning my desk of his belongings. He then makes it a habit to say, ready for class? Yeah. And gives me a high five. Every day, this guy gives me a high five. I was, I'm always annoyed with this guy. I'm thinking, dude, you know I sit in this seat every single day. Why are you always stacking your shit here? And the last thing I want to do is give a guy who barely speaks my language high fives at 8 a.m. Just get your shit off my desk. Today I came to class and was running a few minutes late. I'm standing outside because I had to send a quick text. I could see my usual space through the door out of the corner of my eye. Of course, my desk was filled with his belongings, the usual. I'm standing there on my phone. Another guy who was also late walks in the class before me and tried to take my seats. It's closer to the door. 
The guy sitting next to me stops the dude from sitting down and says, I'm sorry, my good friend Thomas. Exactly. Said so. He's saving it for you, Thomas. It was then that I realized this guy wasn't putting stuff in my seat to annoy me. He was saving me the seat every morning. Absolutely. And this whole time he saw me as a friend, but I was too busy thinking about myself to take him into consideration. That's right. Cheesy, cheesy as it sounds, I was touched. I ended up going into class and of course he cleared the seat and said, ah, Tom, you're here. Okay. And gave me a high five. <laughs> At the end of the class, I ended up asking him if he wanted to get a bite to eat with me. We did. We talked for a while. I got through the broken English. The guy had moved here from the Middle East to pursue a college education in America. He plans to go back after he gets his degree. He's got two kids and a wife. He works full time, sends all his leftover money back home to his wife. Oh. I asked him how he liked America. He said he misses his family, but it's exciting to be here. He also said, not every American is nice to me like you are, Tom. Oh, my goodness. I bought lunch, of course. Dude deserves it. You gave me a high five for buying lunch. Got to keep up the tradition. Moral of the story, don't do what I do and constantly only think of yourself. It took me nearly the entire semester to get my head out of my ass and realize this guy was just trying to be my friend. Better yes. late than never, I it's suppose. a wonderful story. What a great story. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I think this dovetails nicely with our first story of the black guys at Starbucks. If we would... 99% of the interactions you have with other human beings are going to be at worst neutral, at best good. Mm-hmm. Just talk to people. If the manager of that Starbucks had been this guy exactly. and just walked over and get, said, hey, guys are, are, are you know, the, these seats, are, we're, we're kind of busy today, um, but if you're going to order something, then it's fine. That's what I said. If Go you just ask. get past your biases. Mm-hmm. For the most part, 99.999% of the time, if you walk up to these two black guys, they're not going to shoot you. No. Whatever you think is going to happen is not going to happen. Yeah. Whatever you're afraid of is not going to happen. Mm. They're not packing heat. No. They're not going to get into a shootout in the middle of the Starbucks. It's not going to happen. Well, and Thomas wasn't afraid. Thomas just had his head up his ass. Yep, that's right. Because as soon as you started reading it, I thought, he's saving your seat, dude. You thought that? Oh, totally. See, as soon as I started reading, I'm thinking, yeah, that guy's a dick. No, no, no. As soon as you started reading it, I thought he's saving it for you. Yeah. He doesn't want anyone else to sit there. I think it's a wonderful story. Sweet. And and, yeah, and I was I was Thomas. Mm. And being like, oh, what a pain in the ass this guy is. Yeah. See, because one of the things I love about my wife is that you are so open and friendly and sweet and kind to complete strangers. I hate people. <laughs> Generally, people piss me off in a million different ways every single day. Mm-hmm. Whether they're complete strangers, whether they're friends of mine, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, people piss me off. I get constantly disappointed by people in any number of ways. Hmm. And yet, you are con- you constantly look for the good in people. Even though, in fact, you don't like people any more than I do. Not really, no. But... Your outward, outwardness towards them, your outward, outward vision towards them, what they see of you is this kind and sweet and bubbly and fun and pleasant, wonderful, kind soul. Whereas I go through life going, just don't fucking bother them. Don't, don't, don't fucking talk to me. No, no. You were in, uh, I went and got my eyes uh, checked for the first time in, in 35 years. And you were telling me the story of the woman who, who buttonholed you at the, in, in the eyeglass Oh, place. I had a couple of people. I was just doodling around. Because I, ign- I try and look like I'm very busy. So yes. people, 
it's not that I do. I just, I do like to have joyful connections with people. It's true. But normally I just prefer to be left alone. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, yeah, no, I got cornered by one lady and then cornered by another who who decided to have a very, very heated uh, uh, sort of angry political conversation with me about Trump and, and Trudeau and blah, 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 and Twitter, blah, 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 blah. And, oh, yeah, I was cornered completely. And I just, and I don't think she would have cared whether I was, listening. I could have been one of the cutout model women on the, on the sunglass ad. The funny thing is, I always get cornered. If that happens to me, and it rarely ever happens to me, well, but if it does, I look at the person right square in the eye in a very calm, gentle voice, and I will say to them, why are you talking to me? <laughs> See, you're much more. I'm dishonest. Yes, you are. I'm being dishonest. That's right. You are. But I'm genuinely not dishonest. wanting. No, I'm genuinely wanting to attend to this person. And then I know it's coming to an end and I don't have to live with them. And they obviously need to have a little rant right now. And it's just the way I am. Yeah, not me. But, but you're being very on. I mean, yeah. in probably in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why is this woman rambling on to me? <laughs> that I just do it. I guess I am dishonest. If yes. nothing else, the way I look at it is I'm being honest with myself. Right? I don't want to have this conversation. I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't care about you in any way, shape, or form. So therefore, why would I want to have a conversation with you? But do you do it on Twitter, though? You do it not face-to-face with people all the time. You're connecting, well, on Twitter, communicating. Ignoring somebody on Twitter is the same thing, right? If someone makes a comment to me that I don't give a rat's ass about, then if I don't comment on that, then that's the same thing. Yes. I think it's different, this person, this face-to-face thing. It's okay on Twitter for people to, to drop in and make a comment, someone who doesn't follow me. Uh, uh, someone else has retweeted what I've said and someone will comment on that and say, Sean, you're, you're not Sean, but hey, you, mm-hmm. you're right, you're wrong, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'll interact with those people if I feel like it, but I do it on my own terms, my in my own way. Me standing in a supermarket or a bank lineup or at the eye doctor and someone coming into my personal space and just starting to talk to me, no, 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 no. That's the physical thing mm. as opposed to Twitter. You know what I mean? That's you physically coming in to my space and forcing me to communicate with you. Yes. That's all, you're doing that on your terms and that's not, that's not cool. So are you just being polite to me because I don't see you doing that to people? People don't approach me very much. People, yes, they do. People talk to us all the time when they we're out. They talk to you when we're out, not me. <laughs> Mm, all right. You should start paying attention to that. And you'll notice that they, they talk to you, not me. But you interact with people and sure. people laugh yeah. and people get get joy from you and all that stuff. You're doing well, that. And that's because I'm with you. Mm. Because that's who you are. Mm. Plus, the other aspect of this is that we live in a very small community, only about 6,000 people. And Melissa, because of her job, you deal with a lot of parents and people who are going to be in the place that we are, the Starbucks and the IGA and those kinds of mm, things. Well, the schools employ a lot of people That's in right. this little town. And you can't really be rude to anybody. Not really. And therefore, I can't be rude to anybody. Ah, oh, yes, because of my professional uh, reputation. I don't I want, I don't want to, a... yeah, I don't want my rudeness, my natural rudeness 
to reflect poorly on you. You're going to have to be my outstanding husband. Yeah. Right. I get you. Thank but, you for that. And you may not have noticed this. Every now and then, I'll just walk away. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I do notice that you fall into silence. I think, why is it short? Because you're just waiting for me to stop <laughs> so we can keep moving. Why do you think I ask you to park at the back? That's and, right. <laughs> unless, oh, wait, what time is it? I, like, I'm trying to find the best time. Yeah. The funniest thing is, I don't know if she's listening, but my friend Sly, Sylvia, <clears throat> it was it would be sitting here shaking her head because she knows that for me it's the reverse. That be, at a Macworld Expo or at a computer store, and you've had this happen, where I will start talking to people about technology mm-hmm. and trying to help them or mm-hmm. just having a discussion, mm-hmm. and I've completely forgotten about you. Oh, you I've walked, walked away. away. Yeah, I've you thought, walked okay. away. An hour later, yeah, that's right. it's like, um, hey. Used to drive and you go, oh, oh, hey. Sorry about that. I just gave those people some advice. Yeah. I was like 45 <laughs> minutes later. Yeah, you, you, you and Sly are a piece on, on that one. She, she was a victim of that on many, many occasions. I'm sure she was. I empathize with Sly. I found something else that you two have in common. What? Besides the obvious. I don't know what the obvious oh, is. Oh, that we're women? Yes. Sly's a woman. I'm a woman. Never mind. <laughs> um, you both hate blondes. Yes. You both wouldn't date blondes. Sorry, all blonde men. That's bizarre. Oh, I'm so not into blonde men. I won't even look at blonde men. And I was surrounded by blonde men growing up. Oh, yeah, no kidding. In Australia. Mm-hmm. But sun bleached blonde yeah. men. Sly's the same way. She actively would never date a blonde never. guy. Never. I have never. Let me think. I've never dated a blonde guy, That's no. bizarre. Why not? Because then they don't appeal to me. Wait a minute. Me. You, you said dated. Yes. I've never dated a blonde guy. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? You be shush, Sean King. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is don't listen to us. We have to be open and honest. We have to be open and honest That's with our... Now. We have to be open and honest <laughs> with our... Because the audience wants me to ask the question. And what's the other obvious thing that that's that's similar with Sly and I? No, see, you're you're, oh you're, my you're trying God. to avoid. You're trying to avoid. You are trying to avoid answering that question. You said, "Never mind, moving on." Okay, how about this? Oh, I know. Sly slept with you, and I've exactly. slept with you. Oh exactly. my God! So, the, but there and all the other women that I'm hearing about. So there's the obvious question: Do I have to ask it? You can ask away. Ask away. So you said you never dated. And there you, wasn't and, a lot of dating going on in Australia, and, back home in Australia. And you were very specific in saying dated. Yes. You never dated a no. blonde guy. So have no. you slept with blonde guys? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I hope my Sarah's not listening. Of Sarah. course. <laughs> yes, but no, no, I would never, like, you know, I would never go, oh my God, look at that blonde guy that just came into the pub. No. No. Dark-haired guys? Oh, yes. I'm very... I, I, wow. Which brings I up, like brunettes, I guess. Which brings yeah. up the next question. Is if you actively dislike blonde men, why would you sleep with them? <laughs> I don't dislike them. I just... They don't... They're not... I would never... I, I don't... You know, some women... Well, like guys. They have a certain woman that they prefer to look at to... Uh, True. To pursue. Yes. You know, I like tall women, big women, whatever. Yes. But no man would turn down a woman because of her hair color. No? No. 
Oh, well, that's we're, a guy we're, thing, we're, I guess. We ain't that picky. No, but I'm not. It's blonde men are not. They don't appeal to me in that in that way. But there's my question. They don't appeal to you. Why would you sleep with them? <laughs> well, because back home in Australia, we were all you beach slept with everybody. Bums. I did not. <laughs> oh my god. We were all beach, we were beachy people, and everybody had sun-bleached blonde hair, uh-huh. these guys. So? Yeah. What does that got to do with the, sleeping with them? Well, what does it have to do with sleeping with them? Well, no, what them? I'm saying is you actively... Sly, would you sleep with a blonde guy? They She'd don't. say no. They don't appeal to you. So how could you sleep with someone who didn't appeal to you? Maybe I'm like the guys. I'm not that picky when I was younger. And, <laughs> you're not yeah, that whatever. picky when you're older, either. <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said you have low standards of men. I know. Well, I keep thinking about how you say that. You have really, really low standards. And I keep thinking he's talking about himself. Yeah, like, he why, is. Does, why does he keep saying that? Because one day I'm going to turn around and say, Sean, I married you. Right. And you keep telling me I have this awful taste in men. Yes, that proves it. Oh, um, what do you call it when you, uh, what does my friend Corey call it, if you had a few drinks and you're looking at someone through the bottom of your beer glass? Goggles. <laughs> beer goggles. I love that. <laughs> yeah, beer goggles. You don't see the blonde maybe as much. Possibly. <clears throat> oh, I just revealed way too much you about You really did. Stuff. You really did, you little tramp. Jeez. Hey, Patrick, my girlfriend hates my best friend, who's also a girl. Oh, dude. Ew. Dude. Ew. That's such a tricky one. Hate is a strong word, but she's not happy about how close we are. It's not rocket science that having a female best friend will be the cause of some jealousy. But the fact that she's a lesbian, and I literally have no feelings for her whatsoever. Mm. Sometimes I sugarcoat how close we are and claim that we only hang out for an extended period of time when there's a third party group involved. That's on me. I shouldn't have been dishonest. But slowly, I've been trying to warm her up to the idea that I actually do spend a lot of time with her, my friend. And that we're close to the point that I realize that most of my friendships in the past barely graze the definition of genuine. Yes, this friend is very important to me. Good. My girlfriend's not having it, though. I don't want to choose sides. I'm too deep in both relationships with these women. I love both of them very much in different ways, of course. My friend wants to be closer to my girlfriend, but that's going to be hard. What should I do? Oh, my. I don't know. Okay, dude, uh, your girl, your girlfriend's insecure and jealous. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would want to become friends with her. That's what I would do. It, no, like, I, I don't think that's going to work. If she's insecure and jealous, becoming friends with her is not going to solve the problem. The problem isn't external. The problem is internal to the girlfriend. Well, then he can't solve it. It's not up to him. The girlfriend should accept and trust... Even if even if the, the, the best friend isn't a lesbian. Mm-hmm, but she is. But she is. Let's ignore that for the, for the time being. The girlfriend should trust the boyfriend when he says, we're just good friends. Mm-hmm. Throw on the fact that the best friend is a lesbian and there shouldn't be any problem at all. Oh, I agree with that. Zero, none, zip. And because there is... Your girlfriend's got issues. Yes. And she has to solve those issues. She does. You can't solve them for her. Making, asking, requiring whatever your girlfriend and your best friend to hang out together isn't going to make a damn bit of difference. No. It's None not. whatsoever. It's no. your girlfriend's insecure and you got to, she has to deal with that first. Well, it's not up to him. He can't. That's right. He can't really do anything about it. That's the, that's the advice is you can't really do anything about this. That's very sad. It is because... 
the other aspect of this, it, the first aspect to me when I read this was trust. That's where jealousy comes from. It, you don't trust the other person. It's one place where it comes from. If you care about somebody, you have to, and one of the downsides of relationships, and one of the most painful, speaking from personal experience, and I know everyone will, will agree with me, one of the most painful aspects of relationships, adult relationships, is opening yourself up to be vulnerable, yes. to allow yourself to be hurt, to give the proverbial keys to your heart to this person who could then rip it out of your chest and stomp on it. Yes. And so what you have to do is believe your boyfriend when he says, we're just good friends. We just like hanging out together. She's my best friend. Has been since long before you. Mm -hmm. I love you in that boyfriend-girlfriend way, but I like her as best friend. I love her as, as best friend. Mm -hmm. And when he says that, you then have to believe him. Because if you don't believe him... <laughs> your issues will become toxic to your relationship and destroy your relationship. Yes. And here's the kicker. Maybe he's lying to you. Maybe he's banging this friend. Maybe she's not a lesbian. Mm -hmm. You don't know until she goes down on you. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's not. Maybe he's lying to you. But that's the chance you got to take in a relationship, in an adult relationship. You either mm -hmm. trust the person and let it go or... Don't trust them and get out of the relationship. Yes. Have you ever had that issue? I mean, you've had a lot of, uh, sorry, have you had a lot of male friends that your boyfriends or whatever would have gotten jealous of? Because I, I, I can see that being more of an issue with women who have male friends. Um, what? So if, if a man that I was with was jealous of other men in my life. Yes. Yes, I would say in one particular circumstance, absolutely, very, very, very much. But I would probably, um, being a woman, I would probably fade away from the male friend so that my partner no, that's a was, shame. yes. Uh, dear Prudy, my son Steve and daughter-in-law Julia are expecting their first child and our first grandchild next month. I have what I thought was a good relationship with Julia, but I find myself devastated. Julia has decided only Stephen and her mother will be allowed to be in the delivery room when she gives birth. I was stunned and hurt by the unfairness of the decision and tried to plead with her and my son, but Julia says she wouldn't be comfortable with me there. I reminded her that I was a nurse of 40 years, so nothing I haven't seen. I've tried to reason with Stephen, but he seems to be afraid of angering Julia. Well, she's pregnant, dude. I called Julia's parents and asked them to please reason with her daughter, but they brusquely and rather rudely got off the phone. Oh, dear. I felt nothing but heartache from <clears> learning <throat> I would be banned from the delivery room. Stephen told me I could wait outside. I would be let in after Julie and the baby are cleaned up and presentable. Meanwhile, Julia's mother will be able to witness her grandchild coming into the world. It is so unfair. I've always been close to my son, but I no longer feel valued. Oh, dear. I cannot bring myself to speak to Julia. I'm being treated like a second-class grandmother, even though I've been never been anything but supportive and helpful. How can I get them to see how unfair and cruel the decision is? Oh, no. Crazy grandma, crazy, crazy grandma, grandma, crazy grandma. Sorry. No. I've had two children, and I'll have whoever the fuck I want in the birthing <laughs> exactly. room. And if my mother had been alive, it would have been my mother. And that would have been, I would not have It wouldn't have been, have been even, your mother-in-law? No. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> not about love. It's not about anything to do with that. I, I, 
just, it's my birth, my baby, and I would have had my mother by my side, not someone else's mother. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but right. and come in, like, well, please come when the baby's straight sure. after, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not. No, oh, careful. No. You, you got some placenta on your shoes. You no, know? No, no. <laughs> this thing could go on for 16, 18 hours. No, no one else's mother. Yeah. It's utterly bizarre that grandma thinks that for some bizarre reason, she has a reason or a right to be there. If it was her daughter, she would. Even if it was her daughter, she has no right to be there. No, no. I mean, I mean, uh, it, she would have more of a right to be there as the mother of the, of, the, of the woman having the child, I mean. She needs to let it go. She needs to just happily wait. Yes, exactly. Because yes. you're ruining your relationship with your daughter-in-law and your son and potentially with your new grandkid. She needs to stop right now. You, and, and your daughter's parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if they're getting hanging up on the phone and all that kind of stuff, no, yeah, no. Stop, this, uh, yeah. stop being crazy fucking grandma and just accept the fact that you'll be there afterwards. Exactly. Why do you want to be there to begin with? Well, she's and obviously because she's been a nurse and all. I don't care. I want to see my grandchild. No, 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 no. come out of the vagina. No. Oh God. Exactly. No. (laughs) No. 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 I I like that area. I don't want to see it get wrecked by anything. You know, I don't want to blame. Well, now you're t- who are you talking from? Who's perspective uh, my perspective? Now? Okay, my we're not pers- talking about your perspective. My perspective is: I like that playground. I don't want to see it get ruined. Okay. Well, it doesn't get ruined. <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay. I will. I swear to God, I would never be able to get the mental image out of my head. Okay, fair enough. I would. I would probably. I thank God I never had to deal with this because it was something that terrified me for my entire life of what okay. would have happened if the woman I loved had gotten pregnant, and she was going to have a baby. Yeah, that's lovely. I would love that. I'd be there to support her. I'd bring her pickles and ice cream. I'd rub her feet, and you know I hate feet. Yes, you do. I would draw bubble baths for her. I would be the nicest guy in the world. You would. Until it came for the, the, the actual delivery and birth. I do not fucking want to be in the room. I don't. I want to be in a pub next door. Fair enough. Call me. And I will rush over, as drunk as I will be, to see my new child. But please don't ask me to be in the room while That's it's That's a whole subject unto itself, is that when did men suddenly appear in the delivery rooms? Because it happens all the time now. <clears throat> and why? It didn't used to. You, the men used to be pacing oh God, the yes. hallway right. or somewhere waiting, you know, anxiously. But now they're in there. Was your husband, was the father in, in, in the delivery room for your birth? Uh, yes, for both of them. And did you want him there, or was he of any use? Oh yes, no, he was. Um, he was. Inc- uh, my first child, the birth was much easier and quicker, and, and that was great. I had other friends in there, and well, that came <laughs> in after the river. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was very exciting. My God, it was my first baby, and with Rory, Sean was incredible. He was. I couldn't have. He was right there by my side because it was tough. And he was there and it was all good. Yeah. And I, then my first son ran in and cut the umbilical cord. Oh, come on now. I know. And that girl, he loved it. I, I remember looking over and seeing the doctor sh- giving Damon a, a, um, a tour of the placenta. <laughs> Damon's like, wow. <laughs> so he, he was, was only eight years say, old. Eight years old. Exactly. He was eight years That's old. That's just weird. I'm mm. sorry. That's just weird. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere near it. I, I don't want to hear the, the screams of pain. Of my wife, that would just cut me to the soul. 
I don't want to see all that blood coming out of my wife because that would just you don't have to look. You could be me. right up at no, the I would have that... to look though. That's the problem. Oh, I see. See, I'd be looking over the doctor's shoulder and going, "Dude, is that supposed to look like that?" <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? Yes, I know. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I, it'd be just my natural instinct to be there going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> could you put that back where it was Jesus. before this all started? I had no idea it opened that wide. <laughs> God, Sean, oh, enough. see what I mean? See what <laughs> I mean? Awful. And then I and then I would have those images burned on my retina. Yeah. And we'd never have sex ever again. Oh dear. So I I couldn't I couldn't have been. So I'm glad, glad I'm past you weren't that. there for mine. I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm past that age. No, I'm glad I, I never had a situation where I had to be asked. Right. Because I don't know if I had been if I could be strong enough with the woman I love to tell her no at that point in your life I won't be with you. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I had my dearest, dearest friend, and I, and if Sean had have said to me, oh, uh, I can't do this, Melissa, I would have gone, that's cool. Really? River, okay. River will be with me. Don't worry. We'll call you in as soon as the event yeah. is over. Because that would have been me. It would have been like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Please don't make me. fine with that. That's Please okay. don't make me. It would have been fucking awful. <laughs> I wasn't one of those stereotypical uh, movie births where you're screaming at your husband and you're all mad. That's and right. You're fucking, you did this to me. You did this to me. You did this to me. You fucking guys. We're never having sex again. <laughs> I'm cutting your dick off as soon as this is over. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I know, I, I'm, I'm going to assume, when you and I were born, our fathers weren't in the in the, in the living room. Oh, no. I think it's only a phenomenon that's been common in the last maybe 15 years, 10 years. Is it a baby boomer thing? Or even beyond baby? What was the next generation oh, called God, after? Fuck, Echo Bounce or whatever. But, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, it's, it's tough to understand. Maybe someone in the audience will be able to help. Why does the man need to be there? He's just going to be in the way. It's been the evolution of the male role, which not mm, necessarily true. is the best thing. There's been an evolution of the male role in our society yep. and an evolution of the female role in society. And it's not all good, you know. As an aside, what what are your feelings about uh, home births and midwives and, oh, I think and that's, that's just, bathtub births and things like that? That's wonderful. Really? People, as long as they're safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. See, for me, I don't like the idea because I, uh, it's not against them, but it's it's modern medicine. I want as much modern medicine around the birth of my child is humanly possible. I wanted to do it with Damon, but we were lived in the Kootenays in the Slocan Valley and we were a bit of a ways from the hospital. And my doctor said, Melissa, because it's your first birth, mm. I think you should go to the hospital. So why didn't you do it the second? Because um, we were in Vancouver and life was different and we had another child and um, went to the hospital. That brings up the, uh, did you see the story of um, uh, this incredible midwife? Delivered her own baby during oh, C-section. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? <gasps> Are you kidding film. me? Oh, that was amazing. There's no way I'm watching that. Did you not watch oh, it? Oh, fuck no. I oh, would throw up. It was Are you, beautiful. No, it's not. Why? Because babies are ugly to begin with. Oh, this baby wasn't ugly. All babies out of the, out of the womb, out of the vagina are ugly. They're when covered they in first blood come out, they disgusted. look beautiful and they, then no, they, they go look into like their lizards. little... <laughs> they look like blood-covered lizards. You don't like lizards. babies, do you? I love babies. <laughs> Once they've been cleaned up. <laughs> but delivered her own baby via C-section. 
Well, she didn't make the incision. That's not the point. She still dug into her own body and pulled out a human being. But yeah, she'd probably done it many times before, maybe, do you think? Because she was a midwife? Oh, I don't I don't know. It, anyway, it looked pretty cool. No, it, and no. she was so calm, cool, and collected. And I think she was surrounded by fellow midwives because there was a lot of women there. It was quite beautiful. No, no, yeah. disgusting, awful. Do you it, like it, watching it, surgeries and things no. like that? Oh, see, I love all oh, that Oh, God, stuff. I will throw up you show me surgery. Oh, yeah, no, no, I could watch it. I could do it. You know, they'll have the news reports where they talk about the heart transplant. Yeah. I hold my hand up over my eyes. Do you? I do. Is it I can blood? watch. The, I can watch the goriest movie in the world because I know it's fake. Oh. I know it's special effects, but you show me a real human beating heart, I'm like, no, 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 no. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Could you dead have played serious. with all the cadavers like I did oh, through university? No. no. Oh, that's so cool. No. I could barely dissect the frog in high school. Well, I didn't like dissecting the frog I pa- I pa- or the beautiful western turtle, painted I paid, turtles. I never did turtles, I did frogs. I paid my lab partner, a girl, to, to do it for me because I couldn't, I couldn't do the frog. Okay. I'm a giant wimp. You really I are. I really, really am. Jeez, I had no idea. I'm going to rethink the, I, this whole thing. Think, <laughs> too late. <laughs> I think this midwife thing proved beyond a reasonable shadow of a doubt that women are stronger than men. Oh. Because there's not a fucking man in the world who could have done that. No. <laughs> there's not a there's single no way. man. If, they, if, if men had babies, well, there we, would we, maybe be one baby to every if, family. <laughs> Not even, Maybe. Maybe one baby for every neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if men could get pregnant, we would have found a cure for it, okay? Yeah. If men could get pregnant, we would have found a way to grow babies in vats. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way we go through that shit. It's very true. No I chance. not agree with you more. And I think part of it is that, I don't know if there's scientific fact based on this at all, but in my brain, anecdotally, I think women have a higher tolerance for pain in general than men do. But I also think, and this is not meant to be sexist while it probably will come out that way. Women are used to dealing with pain once a month. Yes. Well, from the most, time you're 11 to not all, but from the time you're 11 and 12 years old, mm-hmm. monthly, you were in excruciating pain because mm-hmm. of menstruation cycles. Mm-hmm. And you learn, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, to deal with, if not accept, pain mm-hmm. in ways that men aren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For us, most of our pain comes from sports injuries. Yes. Car accidents. Not I don't mean in accidents, but I mean like, like jamming a- uh, jamming a hammer against your, your, your finger kind of thing. Yeah. Yours is imposed upon us on an ongoing basis. But it's also very much internal to your own body. Yes. That's a big, psychological thing, it's a big difference. It is. Which is why I think women in this regard certainly are much stronger than men. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, definitely there's women that have a higher tolerance than other women. Yes. Yes. I don't know if overall women have a higher tolerance for pain than men do, but if nothing else, and every person I know will agree with me on this. Watch men get a cold. Holy oh, shit. I know. Oh. We are just giant whiny babies. Babies. Whereas women will get a cold and you don't even know she's got a cold. That's right. Because she's still up and, 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 and doing the laundry and going to work and, and, and making the lunch for the kid. Yeah, she's sniffling and snuffling, mm-hmm. but she's still going about her day. That's right. You didn't know I woke up with a really bad headache this morning, did you? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did. Because you're either trained to hide that from us or it's not that big a deal to you because mm-hmm. it's just a, a pain you're used to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, me, I've had, two, since, since you and I have been living together, I've had two colds have. that have put me down for a week yes. and for at least two, two days, I'm literally 
lying in bed, just going miserable. Oh my god, with tissue stuck up your nose. Oh, yeah, that's the way I deal with it. Literally, yeah, I'll stop tissues up my nose. Yes. And you, not a thing. Mm-mm. It's amazing. I know women are amazing. They really creatures. are. Absolutely, I, I will agree with that one hundred percent. I will never ever deny that. No. I will fight anyone who says anything differently because it's absolutely would. true. Uh, don't forget, send us emails to DLTU. It's a beautiful, eh, nice, sunny day, sunshiny day. No, it's not. It's nice. It's, it's, it, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to um, dig Susan and Glenn. About? We, are, the- it's, 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 hang on, hang on. Let me just grab this. It is a, 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 a 11 degrees, mostly cloudy today. Uh, Melissa and I are going to jump on the motorcycle and go for a ride. Uh, in the meantime, our friends in Toronto, Glenn and Susan, are freezing their fucking asses Oh, my off. God. It's just awful. It just looks so horrible. <laughs> it's 11 degrees Celsius here. It's minus three Celsius there. Uh. Snowing, and they've got ice storms, and it's the middle of April. Oh, my God. I don't know what to, I don't think we should dig them. I just feel for them deeply. No, I dig them because it's their fault. They voluntarily moved to Toronto. Well, okay. They could have stayed here. But no, they left me and went to Toronto. Okay. They left their children. They left me. Okay. Dig away. (laughs) I feel for you guys. I I do so. So do I. It just just sucks. That sucks. At least Toronto is a fun city to hang out in. Don't fucking start. Don't start with me. In, it doesn't matter where you are in Canada. April should be the sign of spring. Yes. There should no longer be snow anywhere in the populated oh. areas of Canada. Well, that just doesn't happen that you way. Know, it, it's okay up to up to March thirty first, but as of April first, I don't necessarily want warmth like 50, 60 degrees, mm. you know, 10, 20 degrees, but I don't fucking want no snow. Snow. <laughs> snow seems unfair. Um, there was fresh snow on Mount Elphinstone, I think, at the beginning of the really? week was there. Just a little dusting. Well, we can't say All right, lot. we have to move to Australia. We to, we Off we go. Well, it is uh, high today in uh, Newcastle, Australia of 29 degrees. Mm. We can jump in the sea. And that's in the, the fall in mm. Australia. So. Awesome. Oh, not fall. Sorry, I know. They don't I'm know so what you're talking about I... if you say it's the fall. It's fall. It's autumn. So send us emails to dltu at yml.me. It's a, I got a better URL. It's a, just letters, isn't it? Yeah. D-L-T-U, D-L-T-U at yml.me. That's right. It's just, wow. I'm just reciting the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out a better a better URL. If you want to, send them to Sean at yourmaclifeshow.com if, if, if that helps. Are you sure you want to do that, though? Why not? Get them sent. Okay. Listen, any, Never mind. Any address.